0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: All right, welcome aboard Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and Brady. And uh, finally, the weather behaved enough and enough fields were good that uh, we had some ball played yesterday. Baseball and softball. So, very excited that we don't have to make anything up for today's show.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have games in action to talk about, and I saw a pretty good game. You got to see two, and we had some scores come in from around, and we're starting to really get into the swing of things. Yeah. Uh, to, I think tonight we'll have a couple maybe a bit colder games, but games, and then next week we should be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, uh, next week, uh, at least the advance look at things.
1: Is a lot warmer and a lot uh, drier. And the drier is the most important part. Yes, it is. To me. Like I'll, I'll complain that it's cold, but we can at least get games in. All right? And so we'll start talking about what we saw in just a moment, uh, and we'll uh, talk about a baseball game that uh, Brady saw that for early season sounds like it was a pretty good game. We'll get to that in a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice.
2: Marysville
1: All right, you're back, Dennis and uh, Brady, and let's start with uh, baseball. Uh, a, a little less on the schedule, but you saw a pretty good game, and this is a game we were kind of waiting for because Algonac St. Clair in baseball in our area these days is a big deal.
2: Oh yeah, and I was excited to get there finally. Get out and do a game, and well, it started off. I was surprised, or pleasantly surprised, when I saw it was going to be Josh Kasner versus Joey Turner. You know, those are going to be two of the the top guys on each staff. Well, Kazner obviously and Turner are going to be asked to do a lot more. So, I was pretty excited for this one, and you know, it was a very cleanly played game. Josh Kasner wasn't in midseason form, but he was is close as you can get on April 6th he was he was looking really solid especially with a with a tough wind blowing out to right field he'd go four innings of no-hit baseball he'd walk three so a slight bout of wildness but he struck out seven didn't give up a hit really solid turner It being the first game, he only went two innings. Struck out the side in order in the first inning. uh, Walked a few, gave up a hit in the second, but got out of a bases loaded jam. Uh, Algonac scored their only runs in the top of the third. Uh, when uh, Ryan Pettinger came in for St. Clair, a couple walks, a wild pitch, You know, Algonac Manufacturer's run, Josh Kasner, I gave him the single on that hit. It would have been a tough play. Uh, he had the only RBI for Algonac. He'd come around to score on a wild pitch, and then Algonac would keep it quiet. Kasner would go through four, Bryce Simpson came in, and in the, in the sixth, St. Clair actually got their first hit of the game. It was a double from Ryan Pettinger who crushed it to center field. One or two hopped the center field fence. He had a double, followed it up with a Logan Ellis triple to deep right field. And it, uh, they'd get, excuse me, Algonac would get the next batter out. He'd get to A walk would put runners at first and third. They went into Brandon Williams for Algonac. Hit a, got a fly ball to left field that if they tried to run, Kal Maleski was over there at that point. Logan Ellis, not a slow guy, would have been thrown out by five feet. It was a rope with the wind blowing out to center field, out to center right field, and that kept him there and then got a fly out from Peyton Ellis. He crushed it, but the the center fielder, Thomason, was playing back, was able to get it, uh, get under it. In the seventh, uh, St. Clair would threaten again. They'd get the first two runners on. Essien singled, post-walked. First and second, nobody out, strikeout. Then a 6-3 double play into the game. And Algonac got a 2-1 win on what was a very cleanly played game.
1: Yeah, and it, again, it, it sounds too like, obviously, Kasner is as advertised, and we all oh, yeah. knew that coming in. But the kids that came in after, they didn't get phased. They pitched out of jams. Uh, and and they managed to to keep that lead. And like again, when you got good pitching, you don't have to hit a lot. Or you know, no, there will be games where Algenac will hit a lot. Um, but you know, er, early season in the cold weather, eh, our our pitchers are going to get us enough outs that we don't have to score as many runs, and that they get it done there. Casner now, what in in two starts, he's pitched nine innings and has seventeen strikeouts. That's about the pace he was on last year, and hasn't given up a run.
2: No, <laughs> no, and he, wa- he was electric, but uh, for St. Clair, there was a team we saw last year in Game 1, and they didn't look sharp. They looked pretty sharp today. I, I know, depending on which box score you look at, anywhere from 1 to 3 errors, I think I put them down for, for 1 or 2 errors on the day, and but... I didn't think they were that bad of errors. There was one throwing error. There was a play at second where maybe if he catches it cleanly and swipes the tag, he gets them. And then there was one on a backhand play at short that was bobbled. I thought they wouldn't have gotten the runner anyway, but St. Clair looked really sharp, and for a young team, that is a very encouraging sign on game one against a talented team like Algonac.
1: So uh, as, as you see it uh, play out, because St. Clair's young. Like, uh, obviously, they're going to lean a lot on a guy like Logan Ellis mm-hmm. at, at the uh, plate. Uh, Pettinger's a name that I'm not familiar with, um, but obviously, a little bit of pop in that bat, uh, so uh, w- will, uh, w- where do you see the Saints stacking up? They're going to be competitive, right? I know they're young, but. They look like they oh, can I, play.
2: I think they'll be all right. Braylon Estian came in. He threw three innings of scoreless baseball, struck out five, and really had Algonax hitters all twisted up, didn't give up a hit, uh, gave, up, uh, gave up a walk a couple of walks, hit a batter, but I thought he was really, really solid. I thought he was the one that stood out, and then he had the hit at the plate. I thought that was a very good first day showing for Braylon Essien and then St. Clair. Again, defensively, they look sharp. Now, was it perfect? No. I know in the, uh, the, in the um, seventh inning, there were some bunts they wanted to get down that they couldn't and, and things like that, but it's a very good starting point for St. Clair, for Algonac, they're they're going to be tough. It was a little cold, a little windy. Um, they faced some good pitching. I know they'll get to hit, but one guy that stood out to me, and he didn't do a whole lot, actually struck out twice, but when he got on base, Matt Ricks is fast. Mm-hmm. He is quick, and he is just a pest on the base pass. Um, he, he batted ninth. If he gets on with the top of the order coming up, you're going to have to have a pretty mentally strong pitcher to be able to navigate through that because Algonac does a lot of the little things right. They they take the, the good secondary lead. They they are just annoying on the base pass. Uh, I think they had three total stolen bases on the day. They moved up, I think, three other times on either wild pitches or pass balls. Uh, they're, they're just going to be annoying to deal with on, on the base pass. I think they're going to be a really good team in that regard and if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. There were two or three innings where it felt like St. Clair had it under control and one guy got on and another guy's battling, and all of a sudden you went from a pretty standard inning to, uh uh-oh, are we going to give up one or two runs this inning?
1: Yeah. Uh, Algonac, I'll see them tonight at home against uh, Carlton. I'm interested to see if the clubhouse there
2: gives them an advantage (laughs) in cold weather games. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine so. You get to stay a little warmer. Than your opponent, because while it's supposed to be sunny, this is going to be the last really cold day. I think it's going to be in the 30s when these games go on. And you'll see St. Clair again tonight. Yes, I will, against Marine City, who has been trying to play this week, but hasn't been able to. (laughs) Yeah, their game with uh, Marysville ended up not happening, which...
1: Meant I got to do a doubleheader in softball instead. Right. Um, but uh, Yale and PH tried to play two yesterday. They get the first game done. Yale wins that one six to uh, two. Uh, Kazan Morton with a couple of hits, including a double. Brett Beers had uh, two hits and knocked in a run. Chris Haywood with a double and an RBI, and Connor Jakubiak doubled and knocked in uh, two runs. Again, this is a Yale team, Brady. We've talked about it. They lost a ton of guys Mm -hmm. from last year's really good squad. So we weren't really sure what we were getting into, but um, kind of a lot of new names there other than uh, Jakubiak. Um, A good first showing for them, uh, and they
2: held PH to just two hits. In that game, now PH right. was in hitting the, in, a little more in the second. Well, game. in the full game they played, uh, PH they they only had two hits. They PH did commit three errors, so they have a little bit they have to figure out. But at least it seems like it ne- never got out of hand. It was six nothing at one point, and they kept it there. But in the second game, uh, depending on what you look at, it looked like they made it through three complete innings before they called it due to darkness, and it was 6-6 after three innings. So the bats came alive a little bit for both sides, and uh, actually for Port Huron, Gavin Troy hit one over the left field fence, and that's that's a pretty good poke at that ballpark. Unless you dead pull it, you're going to have to put a good charge into it. Yeah, that is... that is that ballpark at ph is not
1: configured for hitters um and you really if you're a power hitter that's a park you don't want to play at because it is hard so that's impressive gavin troy hitting one out there
2: yeah and It, it just
1: shows you what that young man can do
2: well yeah and he missed all of last year and that made a big difference for ph and i think they're gonna have a chance to you know Take a step forward. Be a much more competitive this year. Again, early the pitching didn't have great returns, but you get to at least see where you're at early in the season. Yale hit them around a little bit. Uh, They had three errors in the three innings of the second game, so if they can clean that up, maybe it'll bring the uh, bring that the runs down a bit. Yeah. Uh, All right. So
1: that's the baseball that got played uh, yesterday, and that's more than we've had any
2: other day yeah Um, again really nice to see and I was very happy with how crisp my April 6th game was Uh, neither coach was said the job was done but man they were both very happy with on kind of a colder windier day that they didn't throw the ball around there wasn't boneheaded mistakes. I mean, again, it wasn't perfect, but for a starting point, yeah, Algonac kind of expected to be there. They brought a ton back, but for St. Clair, a young team, they they looked more polished than they did game one a year ago. All right, in softball, at
1: least for the winning teams, runs, I mean, there was a lot of hitting yesterday, so we'll have a a lot of uh, numbers to go down, starting with the doubleheader that I saw where Marysville spanked out 32 hits in two games and you know i'm a tough scorer brady i don't give away cheap hits so they can swing the bats a little bit we'll get into that when we come back in just a moment when you run with us on a gator utv the engine has your full attention the herd takes notice and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet nothing runs like a deer search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC.
0: i on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, you're uh, back with uh, Dennis and Brady. So I saw two at Marysville yesterday. Um, there's already a jet stream in that hmm. ballpark, like scoreboard over to right center. Anything that gets up in the air just seems to carry so well. And the wind was blowing straight out. So I am
2: not surprised to tell you that Marysville hit four into the parking lot. (laughs) Well, and yeah, before the game, when we were doing our thing, you, uh, there was someone you wanted to look out for and expecting a big season. And well, she started off about as well as you could have asked for.
1: Yeah, I, I really have, have, uh, high standards for Avery Walters at the plate this year and she did not disappoint me uh, in that doubleheader she went 6 for 8 with a couple of home runs a triple uh, and or yeah a triple and 8 RBIs yeah that's a pretty good day she had 5 RBIs in her first two at bats <laughs> anyways it started out well for marine city first batter of the game jade blanchard Tapped it back to the mound, but uh, Quain spiked the ball over to first base, so runner on. Next batter is uh, Deetland. Hits a frozen rope into the left center field gap all the way out to the fence. Blanchard comes around to score, RBI double. Then Maya Simons reached on an error. They wild pitch home a run. It was 2-0 uh, Mariners before you know Marysill had gotten an out. But then Ryan Quain settled down, only allowed two more base runners the rest of the game. Uh, and uh, as soon as Marysville got to the plate, they made it clear right away that they're going to hit this season. Woodard leads off with a single. Winston gets a single. Avery Walters, a two-run single into right to tie the game at two. Next batter, Lexi Perrin, doubles up the gap to drive in uh, another run, and then a two-out single on a rocket up the middle by Jade Schiller. It's 4-2 to two Marysville after one. They start the second inning with Woodard and Winston getting on board again, uh, you know, legging out a couple of infield hits, and then Walters hammers one over the center field fence for a three-run shot. And just like that, it's 7-2 Marysville, and you're going, geez, when does Walters come up again? Can we, can we get another at-bat? Because already uh, you could tell she was locked in at the plate. Um It settled down for a little while, but Marysville only had uh, one inning in the first game where they didn't score, and they had a hit in every single inning. In fact, they had 18 hits in game one, and game one uh, was only a five-inning game. Then in game two, they had 14 more hits. They used 17 batters in the doubleheader. Well,
2: you know Marysville's always going to use everything they have. Yeah. Sixteen of them got a hit. That's pretty good. That's that's really, pretty especially really good. for game ones of the se- game one and two of the season.
1: So Woodard, welcome back. She's got a brace on the leg that was hurt, but hitting in the leadoff spot, four for four, three runs scored, had a double because there's a little pop in that bat too. Mm. And, and so don't be deceived by her small size. She knocked in a run. Winston had three hits, scored three runs. Walters had three hits, drove in five. Hit a home run in the first game. Uh, Lexi Perrin, two doubles, three RBIs. Uh, hit and an RBI for Negan. She had a double. Uh, Ryan Queen had a hit and an RBI. Schiller, two hits, RBI. And uh, Kara Miller had two hits, including a double, and scored a run. They were just hitting. All Marine City could get in that first game was the Deetland double. Um, Queen isn't overpowering. But she was she was good, and it took Marine City a little bit to start getting some good swings because they were much better at the plate in game two. They had uh, 12 hits. Um, doubleheader, they flip-flopped, so Marysville hit first in the first game. And after Curtis lined out to first, she hit a shot. The next batter was Walters. She tripled up the gap. Next batter, Fraley. Doubles. Walters scored on her triple. By the way, a bad throw into third, and she scored on the throwing error. Then Fraley doubled, and you're like, here we go again. Uh, but uh, Hobbs settled down. Graceland Hobbs started the second game, got through that inning, down one nothing, and the Mariners came right back. Uh, Dietland singled, scored on amaya Simon's uh, double. Uh, Chartier got a single and Marysville threw the ball away and Simons was able to score. So they came right back, took a two to one lead, but then Marysville comes back. They score five in the second. The big hit in that inning was another Walters three run bomb. They scored four more in the uh, third. The third started with, uh, Addison, uh, Adeline Vagie. I keep wanting to call her Addison, but it's Adeline Vagie hit one over the moon. Hmm on the first pitch of the inning, and then the next batter, Brooklyn Evans, homered over the center field fence. So back-to-back shots, made it 7-2. to two. Then Megan Smith came in. She gave up three hits to the first four batters she faced, but then she actually settled in, pitched really well, scattered a few hits, and didn't get scored on the rest of the way. So Marysville won game two, 10-6, but they had their 10 runs with nobody out in the top of the third. And then they didn't score again after that. So I thought Megan Smith did a really good job. And Marine City, again, they had better swings in game two. Blanchard had three hits. She had the single, the double, and the triple. Um, Dietland had two more hits and a sacrifice fly. Uh, Simons had a couple of doubles and drove in a couple of runs. And uh, Paige Nelson didn't start, but when she got into the game, she tripled and scored, and then she had a single in her other at-bat. So she had some uh, good uh, swings. Um Marine City their pitching is going to have to be better but I also think they faced two good lineups
2: yesterday
1: right because Marysville basically they like had an, an A team
2: and a B team um <laughs> well, they with, have what like 17 listed they on bars have vars-
1: 17 listed and they all played and it, and it looks like they all have an idea at the plate right um it wasn't the the crispest two games uh,
2: defensively well again that's the what you actually expect my baseball game was an anomaly yeah. that it was pretty well played but yeah you know like we said we kind of give a pass in the first week or two that all right the plays you're not making today next week when it's warmer got to make those plays but we can we can forgive a game or two when it's cold and windy
1: uh and i like clara moore a player I didn't know anything mm. about. She came in and pitched the last four innings of game two for Marysville and had pretty good uh command and, and did a very nice job. Well again we're kinda she was kinda, kinda running out of gas maybe at the end, but got the last out just in the nick of time. Trying
2: to figure out who exactly is gonna take that pitching job and run, but geez if Marysville's gonna hit like this. They just need to have someone that puts the ball over the plate and they'll be successful. Yeah.
1: So the, they did a lot of hitting. They had a lot of swings in that second game. Emma Curtis had a couple of hits, including a. And then power, too. They, they hit for power, not just the home runs, but they hit the ball in the gap. And um, they, they just. Everybody's up there, too, taking a mean swing. Mm-hmm. Like. It doesn't matter. You could be the biggest player on the team or the smallest player on the team. They all swing hard. So Curtis had two hits, drove in two. Walters with three more hits, another home run, three more RBIs, so already eight RBIs in two games this year, eight RBIs and eight at-bats. A couple of hits, home run for – or a hit and a home run for uh, Veggie. Evans had a couple of hits and a home run, Uh, a couple of hits for uh, Kylie Cordero for uh, Marysville, another one that swung the bat really well. Avery Peg had a, a hit, and Callie Peg had a hit and drove in uh, two. And, yeah, Marysville can, can swing the bat.
2: That, and that's a good start for them. And at least you got to see two teams to get at least a general idea of what they'll be again. I think both these teams will look a lot different in just a couple weeks' time.
1: Yeah, uh, Mar- Marine City, you know, they only had 11 kids. Um, so that could be an issue if – they run into injuries. Right. But, you know, the the top – I'll put their top three hitters up against anybody. Blanchard, Deatlin, and Simons can hit. They're going to have to find out who in the rest of the order is going to add to that. Right. Um, And then – and obviously, Jocelyn Dietland only threw two innings in the doubleheader yesterday. Um, She's going to throw a lot more. She's going to throw a lot more, and Avery Walters was locked in, and that's why Deatlin only threw two innings yesterday because – She got her twice to drive in five runs.
2: So speaking of driving in runs, I know this isn't against the world beaters, but it's something Port here on I didn't do at all last year. They get a 15 to four win over Clausen. That's a really nice showing for Port here. And I know Clausen's in the gold and no, they're not doing this against Dakota, Port Huron wasn't putting up 15 runs over the span of a week sometimes last year. Yeah. And to do that in game one, the first game against Clawson, um, I know there was a home run hitting there. We didn't get a ton of the box score, but they smacked it around. They had, they had, um, Oh, sorry, I was on the wrong one. Against Clawson, they ended up with 11 hits. I know Clawson, they had seven errors, so maybe it inflates it a little bit. But only giving up four runs, Uh, Clawson batters walked just five times. It's not a great number, but compared to where it was last year, port here on at least an early sign of looking better than we thought they would be. Well, here's the the thing
1: that that you do this in your first game too is is good because it's a confidence thing. Right. You start off going okay, we can swing the bat, we can hit, we can right. hit for power, we can score runs because that didn't happen for them early in the season last year and you you kind of you get into a mindset of uh, we're not going to hit, we're not Right. Gonna, or we can't, so this is good. It's kind of like any other thing, like basketball. Shooters keep shooting because when they see it go through, they get confident, and then everybody starts making shots. Same thing uh, with with baseball and softball. People start
2: hitting, and it kind of gets contagious through the lineup. So, so that, I think that's a good start. That's a good start for Port here on St. Clair had a really solid start. They blank Northern 12 nothing. A bunch of names to read off. Tabitha Furland, two hits, two RBIs, a double. Maddie Cole, three hits, a double, a triple, two RBIs. Hadley Schwartz, three hits, two RBIs. Claire Borg had two hits, including a triple, three RBIs. Rochelle Schweighoffer had two hits and an RBI as well. St. Clair starts off on a very strong note, beating Northern in five innings.
1: Yeah, and we knew St. Clair could hit and
2: score runs. So, yeah. And and it's the usual suspects
1: as, as you read off the, the That names. was basically
2: the one through four in their order, one yeah. through five.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, we know Borg, what she can do. Maddie Cole can rake when she's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hadley Schwartz, all she did last season was have big games. Right. Like we'd read off five hits, six RBIs. She'd do
2: it at least once a week. And not no one put the ball over the fence either, so it wasn't the long ball wasn't what was working for them. But for Northern, that's that's a pretty tough first game to get against uh, a, a very solid Saint Clair team, especially in a year where you know pitching is gonna be a, a question mark for Northern. Three errors for Northern, so that doesn't help the cause. They only had two hits, so they got to figure out a way to attack, but they faced Borg and Schindler, and I think that's going to be a pretty good one, 2 yeah. for St. Clair. So if you're Northern, don't get discouraged because you played a pretty darn good St. Clair team, but obviously a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, and that's a young team when we keep talking about that.
1: That's a young Northern squad, and they face two hard throwers, too. Mm-hmm. So those are
2: kids that can bring a little heat, which on a cold day is not fun. No, no, it is not. It does not help the fact at all. We also knew Krause-Lex could hit. Oh yeah. And they're going to hit. They got a good enough pitching performance yesterday as they beat Brown City sixteen to four. Riley Robertson, four hits, two RBIs. Alara Rankin had two hits, two RBIs. Izzy Pisina, two hits, two RBIs. Brooklyn Schultz, two hits, a triple, two RBIs. Addison McMillan, two hits and an RBI. Yeah, you know they're just gonna smack the ball around.
1: Yeah, and that is an even all of their hitters that they have. Uh, that's the thing about it. Uh, and Robertson uh, is fast. They, they have, again, they have a nice combination, speed, power. Uh, they didn't hit a home run yesterday, but they'll hit a bunch of home runs this year, and they've got gap power. I mean, that's that's a, a, a doubles-hitting team. Uh, and, a, again, the question for Croslex is will they pitch well enough, and will they catch well enough to be able to compete with the big wheels in the BWAC? Because, you know, we've got four, we think, exceptional BWAC right. teams.
2: Well, for on the mound, it was four innings for McMillan. She gave up four hits. The four runs, only one were earned. She only walked two and struck out five. I know Brown, Brown City's not, not Algonac. They're not Richmond. They're not Almont. They're not North Branch. But, again a step in the right direction, That's if they want to compete with those teams, it's kind of what they have to do to teams like Brown City. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think a, a good start. Mary still gets a sweep. A,
1: a nice win for PH. St. Clair being St. Clair, and uh, Crossleg's got the whipping sticks out early too. Um, so kind of uh, a lot of what I figured – um, in uh, softball. Maybe I thought Marysville-Marine City would end up in a, a split. Marine City was better in the second game as it went along, mm-hmm. uh, but they kind of got ambushed in game one. Um, but good start for, for PH. That's the
2: one that's the most encouraging for me. Yes, that's a very pleasant surprise because to hold them to four, they didn't hold a lot of teams to four, and they didn't put up 16 a lot last year. So uh, a lot of teams with positive signs early on. All right, um, we got a couple of baseball games today. Again, I'll be
1: in Algonac. Uh, Carlton is coming all the way uh, over. Yeah, uh, to, so a new uh, face for the Muskrats yeah, to play. To play uh, Algonac, and that'll be a four thirty first pitch. Uh, and uh, Brady will have St. Clair-Marine City in baseball action, and that is also, I believe, a four thirty first pitch. Yes, it is. All right, we'll take a uh, break, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll change it up a little bit. Uh, in our uh, final segment, but we'll get to
2: that in a moment. Marysville.
1: 72185.
0: and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
1: KWIT Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now KWIT Auto is offering corrosion-free rust-proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kwood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kwitauto to make an appointment. Kwood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over
2: 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's
1: simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website
0: at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're
1: back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. And third segment, so it's always a wild card because I never know what Brady's going to come up with. Oh, I told you what we're going to talk about.
2: I have no idea
1: what's going on here, people. So,
2: (laughs) yesterday, um, the... MHSAA released the football divisional breakdowns and of course with the new format it's you know beforehand what division you're going to be in and who you could match up within the playoffs whatever it's about 62 odd teams per division. Going through, and a lot of them are the same. Um, Almont still D6, uh, Marine City in D5, along with Yale and, and Richmond and Armada. A lot of those D5. Crosslex is actually one of the smallest D4 teams. The cutoff for D4 is 618, and they're at 622. Wow! So they almost made the jump down to D5, which might help them out because it's just Croslex. uh North Branch is D4 as well, along with Marysville, St. Clair. So a lot of what you've expected. But there was one big, big change that's going to really change the way we look at, I think, one of the teams. Uh, Port here on Northern, still Division two. But Port Huron High has dropped down to Division Three. The cutoff was eleven oh four, and their att- their um, enrollment was listed at eleven hundred. So they are the biggest Division Three school, which means Northern and High are no longer in the same division. So we can't get another playoff no, game at Memorial. At least this year. not this year. You can't because Port Huron is the biggest one, and what that means for Port Huron. Is they do get away from Warren D Lasalle? Sell, yeah, because they opt up to D two. By the way, Orchard Lake—they
1: get, La- get away from Roseville too, don't they?
2: Uh, let, I can check with Roseville. Roseville. Um, but Orchard Lake St Marys has also opted up to D two as well. Roseville is um, a D two team. Porter and Northern is actually the smallest D two now at eleven sixty two. So, well, the smallest non-opted up team including De La Salle and St. Mary's. However, for Port here on there is going to be one team that I imagine is going to take the role of De La Salle and that is the opted up from Division 4, Martin Luther King.
1: Uh, I was just going to I just pulled up D3 to see who all the past winners are and I see King is all over there. Dewitt is a D3 team too, aren't they?
2: But now what this means for the postseason And one thing you really couldn't do before is the port here on schools where you knew we're going to be together, so you couldn't really put them on an island because you didn't want to separate them. Now that you're in division, different divisions, and you're all by yourself, they're going to be that team that sometimes you see that like Midland is or Big Rapids where they're the one that's hundred miles away from everyone else and all right if we need to group group them in this one, they can go west, they can go south, they can go north. And that could be something to look out for if you're northern or high. You're not necessarily connected to that I ninety four down to Macomb and Warren Region because you have two of you and you're not gonna split up both of them. Now that you're on an island, they're gonna kind of be a wild card how they draw the districts with yeah that. you make a good point there you're not necessarily
1: gonna end up down at St. Clair Shore if you got two St. Clair Shores teams Roseville and De La Salle they'll probably keep them together or the right. Lance Cruz teams with
2: them and Northern might end up over in Flint right or heck even Saginaw like I'm trying to look at what some of these teams are that they could match up with especially Port Huron in D3 like the only somewhat local teams. Gross Point North is in D3. Warren Woods Tower is in D3. But you look through the rest, and a lot of it's like Grand Rapids, Lansing, the West Side. Um, like, there are not... You prep science and math is a D3 team. I don't think you're going to have to worry about them in the playoffs. There's not... Like, you have to go to, like, Trenton yeah. to get... Once you get past uh, King, but there is... Flint-Kersley, Flint-Southwestern, Owasso, that could be where Port Huron ends up going, getting away. Warren Fitz is also D3, excuse me. But that's where they might end up going. But if Fitz and... King both make it they could go down to Trenton and Port Huron could be that wild card team that if they make the playoffs, you don't know exactly where they're going and the same for Northern because you look at d2 yeah you have the, the Sterling Heights, you have Lance Cruz, you have Lakeview all the teams you're used to gross Point South, but if it w- works out in a way where there's an even number in Detroit and Warren. Port here on Northern could be going out west a bit. I mean, they could be going. I'm just trying to look at it. Like, I don't think that'd be a little off the off the beaten path. But maybe they go to a Waterford Mott. They go to a see who else is out there. Um, there was one I just saw. I don't think they'd ever end up going to Midland or or that far north. I think yeah, that, would a would, that would be a little ex- bit.
1: extenuating circumstances. But again, like I can see them going and, and playing a Flint team. I could see them having to go west right. to play uh, in the, or, or a team from the West having to come to
2: Memorial Stadium. Right. Is what you hope for. Exactly. Um, like could they match up with a flushing in the postseason? That would seem like a pretty because even look how
1: it's going in the lower division, like our main in Marine City, they had to play Flint Hamady right last year. Once they got out of the 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 pre district and and the district games, uh, as
2: soon as they got into a regional play, they're already facing schools from from that area. It just, I think that was a very interesting development because you know you look through just to check and you're not expecting much of any change, and then. The first time I think PH has ever been D3, and they're the biggest one. And at least it will be someone else besides De La Salle that they would have to run into. Now, unfortunately for Northern, that possibility is still there. But, yeah, Northern's out on an island. Like, they are way out from everyone else. They're going to have to figure out a spot uh, uh, to put them because, yeah, I mean, do they go to, like, Saginaw Heritage. If they make the playoffs, I mean, he, they are they're very out and away by themselves. And now that you're not tied to Northern or tied to High, depending on which side you're on, that could move you around.
1: I mean, I I guess there there was always the chance of that happening, depending on who was in. But you needed and the another pair of. But two you teams. always had the The well, you you might play each other in the first game, or if you both win, you're going to play each other right. in the second game, so there was always that you know in your first two playoff games, you're going to stay close to home.
2: right. And now that's off the off the board. Um, a couple other things that I thought were not- notable again, St. Mary's is up in Division two. So if you're North that's Branch, nice, if you're Cross-Lax, if you're Marysville, if you're St. D three titles. You don't or D four. <laughs> you don't have to worry about them. Um and if you're uh Marine City, Portland actually made the jump up to D four this year. So that's a team that they had faced deep in playoff runs before that they wouldn't have to run into now. So those were the biggest ones. But yeah, I think Port here high and northern being separated is the story coming out of this, at least for for us because is there a possibility where you have, like let's say, two Saginaw teams and or two Midland teams, a Saginaw team, and Northern are all in a district? I don't think that's the craziest thing you could imagine if it lined up the right way. So be prepared. If you're Port on Northern, you could be going up to Saginaw or Midland potentially for a game because you are on such an island that if it makes everything else work nice, that you kind of have to be the sacrificial lamb, that might happen.
1: Well, uh, again, let, let's let's just continue the tradition of these teams making the playoffs. Right. like they're going well. I expect really big well things from Northern both Northern and High and, this coming fall. Yeah, PH has been really strong, and I, I think both sides are very motivated too. To you know, like the. I think they—they they both probably feel like they weren't supposed to go out in that district last
2: year. Well, I think everyone in our area feels something, you know,
1: like and that. so you know there's something to prove when they hit the football field this next coming season.
2: Does that add just a little bit extra to the regular season matchup between the two? Well, yeah, knowing, knowing that
1: you're not going to have a second round,
2: right? Knowing that it's all for all the marbles right now, yeah. you're not going to get a second crack at them in the playoffs. Yeah, so that makes that back. Now I know they only play for the brick Fowler in the regular season, but still, but it, it, it's still knowing that you get a second crack at it to kind of go, all right. Well, wouldn't you want to just give the trophy if you lost the second game? Because then you see it and you're like, yeah, but they beat us the last
1: time. Yeah, played. and and you feel like the playoff game is a little more yeah. important. I don't know, but the regular season game, if they're they're in, they've been in the same league, so. That's kind right. of been the league championship game in the last few years.
2: But I just thought it was very interesting that those two teams got separated, and that was that jumped off the page when I'm like, wait, where's Port Huron? Where's Port Huron? And then I go down, and I see they're the biggest D3. If this trend continues, because Marysville is one of the bigger D4s, um, Marysville, Marysville is at 752, so they're not – Right at the cusp, but they're not far off. Um, they've been talk up about and down. being on an
1: island and getting some bad draws over the years.
2: Yeah, but Marysville, their their enrollment has been up near the eight hundreds. they're one of the more roller coastery enrollments. Like there were times. I mean, remember when the first year we did this, they were class A in basketball. Yeah, which was dumb. It made no sense. So as the girls.
1: That was just dumb.
2: So they had a great team that had no chance of but winning. But if they the go, game. but if they get up in enrollment, St. Clair's actually bigger than Marysville for this coming year. If they get another big class that comes through, they'd be up in D three. That's uh I, so, you never again, thought it's one of Huron and St. Clair could match up in a postseason game. It's not possible yet, but it's not impossible yeah, in the no. near future. Yeah, and, and again, the way it, it fluctuates anymore,
1: it just seems – you, you got to check every year now. And, I mean, I, I guess in the old system you had certain teams that would slip from one to the Marysville other. was one. D- depending on how many teams made the playoffs would determine whether Marine City was playing D4 or D5 right. a lot of years. but. Um, for the most part, you kind of knew where everybody was going to fall. Every Everybody you knew who was going to make the playoffs, get to six wins, right. you kind of knew
2: where they were going to fall. But just uh, a little football talk in the spring. I know baseball is ramping up, so we weren't going to be able to talk about this till probably the summer if we didn't get that in now. But I'm going to be very curious to see how this – Plays out because, yeah, the, all the enrollments are fluctuating. You're getting the recession babies that come through, and everyone's enrollments down across the board. And, yeah, Port here on that wasn't too long ago. They were playing in D1, now down in D3 as the biggest team. The only thing I worry about is that they are going to be shackled to Detroit King. The good news is there's a lot of other teams down there. There's Brother Rice. There's St. Um, oh, Mary's went up. Sorry, so not them, but you have Gross Point North. You have Brother Rice. You have Trenton in these downriver teams. Yeah, River Rouge you have is down, Avondale. You have yeah River Rouge. Um, that could all be associated with king they can go any direction and find three partners yeah I,
1: I have a feeling that more times than not ph will end up going towards flint
2: yeah i think that's going to be what they have to do and i think there's going to be the the decision makers at the state probably hope ph doesn't make or northern doesn't make the playoffs because there's just such an albatross of a of a school that's 50 miles from the nearest one
1: oh well, that you know that We'll complain about it, but you know what? I'd rather have something to complain about, meaning they made the playoffs, right. than not to have something to complain about.
2: Right. So it it. you think the mapatology for me got crazy this past <laughs> year. Now that we have another division to worry about and – there's gonna be eighteen different possibilities, and that's gonna be one of those on selection Sunday we go, all right, we're gonna know when these are announced, if Big Rapids is up in the UP or if they go south. I'll give Brady
1: to week three next year before he's trying to figure out where northern PM is. Yeah, I to think be. I
2: usually wait till four or five <laughs> before I really get in on it. <laughs> but that's that's probably the biggest thing, the biggest news that came out of yesterday, honestly, was that they are separated now. And you know, I wonder if they like that or they hate that. Yeah, you know that's a good question because I'm sitting here going, do I like that or do I hate that? Because in the ideal world, we get the we get four playoff games. We get two Friday, two Saturday, and if Port Aaron High and Northern are both home, they play Friday, Saturday. Yeah, that's it worked pretty, out.
1: It worked out perfectly last year, and that's a pretty cool weekend for us. Except for that, they both didn't win because we were thinking. Week one, we get two games from right. there. Week two, we get the showdown. And week three, we get the winner three. Right. And we were really excited about that.
2: But. So anyway, um, that'll be about as much football as we do unless something else crazy comes up, unless there's some crazy rule change in football. But yeah, I thought that that warranted a, a decent discussion and how that affects, again, Portland not being in with Marine City. I think that makes a difference. St. Mary's being up in D2, they would have been up in D3 anyway, but they opt up to D2 takes another roadblock away from our D4 teams. Um and a lot of D5 Croslex is right on that border. I they, if they go down to D5, they'd either be the biggest D5 or the smallest D4, basically. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Uh,
2: no nobody is ever disappointed when you talk football. No. No. So <laughs> Just yeah, just keep that in the back of your head. And the other thing that that might do for PH is if they keep playing these bigger schools, they're going to get a lot more points than some of the smaller D3s that have to play four fives and 6s. Yeah, uh, PH will be one of those teams,
1: kind of like Powers was a few years ago, where they could have a losing record and get a bunch of home games in the, the postseason. That,
2: no, it makes a difference because you look at their schedule, they play 1s and 2s because forever they've been a 1 or a 2. Yep. So... All right, you got anything else? I've got nothing else. Again, I'm at Marine Marine City St. Clair Baseball, and you are at Carlton Algonac Algonac Baseball. 4.30 today, streams 1 and 2, getstuckonsports.com.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck On Sports.